The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier eSport betting site. Log on today to bet on all your favorite eSports titles at the simple click of a button. Choose your game, choose your team, earn Unicorns, and who knows, maybe you'll earn enough to enter to win any number of fabulous prizes, such as Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins in their marketplace. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar. I am a free agent, head coach, and analyst, as well as a contributor at Slingshot Esports. And welcome to the Rough Drafts Guess the Lines podcast. We have just wrapped up the first day of Worlds action at the League of Legends World Championship in San Francisco. It was an exciting day. It was a surprising day. It was a lot of different things for a lot of different people. I personally had a wonderful time because I got to have my little bragging rights about Taiwan and watching Brazil upset the world is something that I get personal enjoyment out of. I think yeah. my co-host and, and, and fellow contributor, Walter Cietis Fedchuk, probably had a different take on things. Walter, what were your thoughts on day one's action? Oh man, it, there there was there is definitely some excitement when you look at the um, when you look at like the the wildcard teams. Elvis Knox Luna got out to a lead, got really on top of rocks. Um, the only problem was they were just getting kills for the sake of kills, and they weren't capitalizing on anything, so they weren't getting any objectives. And that's where INTZ really excelled with Revolta and Yang. Was mm-hmm. anytime they killed Mouse. They got an objective. They got a tower. They rotated and got another kill. They got pressure elsewhere. They got a bunch of wards. Like they were accomplishing something every time they got a kill. Uh, and and INTZ for a team that looked like not as good as Pain, but better than Kaboom. It was really nice that they were able to come out and and beat up on the number one seeded perfect season bearing Edward Gaming. Yeah, and they just looked awful. They look outside of pawn. They look absolutely horrendous. We're gonna get to that, and you know, we're the basically for those of you who have listened to our podcast long enough, you know that these guess the lines episodes, we are purely focusing on the lines for tomorrow's action. This is previewing what we think tomorrow is going to be, and more specifically, what we think the casinos think tomorrow is going to be to a certain extent. We are not going to be doing a full recap of today's action, A, because it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and as much as we love giving the people what they want, we also love sleep and uh, making sure that we have quality content moving forward. Uh, And the second thing, you know, is just a matter of we don't want you guys to be inundated with hour-long podcasts 
day after day after day because then it'll be very hard to listen to. So we have our recap podcast that will be coming out next week at Slingshot Esports. We'll recap everything that happened over the course of the first week of action. That'll be where we give some more in-depth analysis. We'll have a much bigger sample size at this point. Uh, This is going to be much more overreacting to a single day's worth of games in a best-of-one format that we know we should not be reading too much into, but are going to anyway, because life is more fun that way. So so the the title of this podcast is Walter Hangs Himself Live on the Ass, (laughs) because I literally guessed two games right. Out yeah. of the entire day. I uh, so, I get to claim yeah. a 50% success rate because I had faith in Taiwan because we go through the cycle every year. Whatever. Walter makes jokes yeah. about Taiwan being a wild card yeah. region. And it turns out this year that's a compliment. So I was, it was I actually was in I was in a Discord call with Obscurica, James Chad, the the writer for uh, PvP Live, who mm-hmm. has been breaking a bunch of different stories and literally cackling during AHQ's victory over H2K. As he should. As as as, as we stuff. all should. As all that do not worship at the altar of Forgiven, the fail net <sighs> flash, the terrible play that cost for, uh, H2K the game at the Oh, that didn't, that didn't cost them the that, game. That was... The his, game was lost by then already. That that was a closer game than I think you remember being when that play it was happened. A clo- that, was the, that was the one in the Baron pick, correct? Yeah, they got the Baron, but Forgiven could have helped clean up that fight, and he fails Flash, and On destroys him, and then On has the perfect Flash out of the Baron pit, so no one from AHQ dies, and it on, ends up being a clean flashed. ace. So, so, so I watched the replay a couple times because it got uploaded to Reddit. Oh, Forgiven yeah. flashes in to kill him, and... Whether he didn't attack move, whether it's just a perfect millisecond flash from on. It was a failed this... net. Monty broke this down. It was a failed Okay, so he failed e. to net in yeah. and then flashed. And then the second <laughs> Forgiven's like, particle of flash went off, on flashed over the wall, and Forgiven couldn't get the kill. Um, I don't think that was egregious because it would have just been trading Forgiven for on, and I think that AHQ still could have just propelled for a victory from there. Um, but yeah, H two K doesn't H two K and AHQ don't know how to close games. That's what I learned today. Yeah, no, neither one of them looked great. Um, AHQ looked slightly better. AHQ had the better AD carry in that game. We can say that much. On went crazy on that jinx. That's something he did last year at Worlds. He did it again. I loved it. Loved every second of it. Um, TSM things didn't necessarily go according to plan there. I'm not talking about it. Well, this happen. we have to talk about it later, but we're going to start with some teams that we didn't actually see today, and that is SK Telecom versus Cloud9. That is the first game tomorrow. It is Group B, the one group that did not play today. Walter, was there anything that you saw today that changed your opinion of where this line should be? Nami is super high priority, and Wolf <laughs> is a very good Nami player. These okay. are both true Very, things. very, very good Nami player. And when you look at what the majority of Smoothie has been playing, which is mostly tanks, Trundle, Braum, um, little Bard here and there, mm-hmm. Nami styles on those kind of supports. So unless Smoothie is kind of expanding his champion pool and, and can show that he can play some ranged supports, um, I think that, that SKT definitely has an advantage there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, 
I mean, we've, we haven't seen anything too crazy. It is been pseudo-confirmed behind the scenes that Bengi is going to be starting. Interesting. Um, which feels a lot safer because we even saw during that TSM game, it's really a lot about the mid lane. It, it's about taking your jungler and pairing him with one of your solo laners and what kind of synergy can you have. Right. And Bengi and Faker synergy together is on a whole nother world than anyone has ever experienced in life. Uh, so I think I think that's a massive, massive boost for SKT. And it's a massive boost to the chances that we potentially see Nunu, which is awesome. Yeah, um, I mean, anything maybe, is in play. Maybe he'll play TPA Nunu, and we get to keep seeing world champions play with other teams' world championship skins. That's pretty exciting. It, it's, always, uh, it's always a fun possibility. Honestly, I'm with you 100%, mostly because I think we've seen a lot of jungle bands come out. I think that SKT might do what RNG did against TSM and just ban three junglers and say, okay, Medios, how deep is your champion pool? Like, can we but, convince but, you to play Zach in this what, meta? Yeah, so, because so if what, they do, I don't think that ends well for them. What what three champions do you ban? You ban the Rek'Sai. You ban Rek'Sai, Rek'Sai Elise. you ban Elise, and you ban Nidalee. He doesn't play Nidalee. I, I don't care. Medios' e- Nidalee is just garbage. I mean, sure, then ban Zach and let him play Nidalee if, that, if you really are that afraid of it. I have a feeling that SKT isn't afraid of his Zach enough. I think they'll just ban the three strongest junglers right now, and those are kind of seen as the three. There's been a lot of Nidalee bans after day one. We'll see if that continues to be the case. Obviously, one day's yeah. worth of sample size doesn't say a lot. But all of this is to say that I think we both agree that SKT is the favorite. Where did you put the line? I have the line, and as you all can see, I had a lovely little graphic. Yes. We, we are using it. our space, as you guys told us to do on Reddit. We are taking your criticism, people. We give you what you want, <laughs> we swear. I know how to do simple Photoshop. Uh, but I have SKT at minus 400. Okay, so I said minus 300, as you guys can also see by that graphic. The actual line, you got it exactly. It is SKT minus 400. Which puts Cloud9 at plus 275. I'm very proud of this graphic, by the way, folks, because yeah. it took me a while to make because it was tedious, but I'm very proud that I did this. So love it, hate it, I don't care. Look, I'm there, proud. some days, Walter, you just have to take the small victories on it. A day like today was for your picks. I feel like every small victory matters. <laughs> I'm going to give you this one, but we're going to move on. Flash Wolves versus Aimee. I feel like... You know, AHQ obviously put together a winning performance today. Whether it was a, a great win or a conflicted win is uh, in the eye of the beholder. I, th- I think there were a lot of yeah, interesting flaws in, in both teams in that particular series. But Flash Wolves, you know, this is a team that took advantage of a lot of AHQ's flaws. They're the team that got to MSI because they won Taiwan in both the spring and summer now. And they made it to... The, semi, the quarterfinals, I should say, last year at Worlds, uh, and the only change they've made to their roster is they now have MMD, who is a much better top laner than Stake was. So, Walter, do you feel better about Flash Wolf's chances now that we've seen that Taiwanese teams can indeed win games? I Literally, nothing's changed because I haven't seen Flash Wolves or IMA play. That's what it comes down to. And these are two regions that I didn't spend a whole lot of time preparing for because these were the two regions 
you had to prepare for yes. for our world's previews. So, and no, I would my, like to think that people who listen to those episodes can now see that I was a hundred percent right in everything, as long as you didn't listen to the EDG podcast. <laughs> if you listen to the other ones <laughs> about China, I call. You know, to be fair, I called Clear Love. If you played a passive jungler, I told you guys that was going to be a problem. He played passively; it was a problem. I told you guys that RNG, if they ever figured out how to get Mata to play with Uzi, things were going to be terrifying. So I was right in the sense that I was wrong in both of those <laughs> predictions. But other than that, I was totally right. But, I mean, I, I guess to that end, Walter, these are two teams that you haven't seen a lot of. So how did you pick your line for this? Um Again, I, I, it kind of revolves around the, the jungle slash solo lane synergy. Carson Maple, I'm going back from last year from when I saw it at MSI. From the few VODs that I did watch, they're, they're a dynamic duo. They are mm-hmm. Batman and Robin. They're bacon and eggs. They're peanut butter and jelly. They're, I don't know where else to go with that metaphor. <laughs> um, and, and that's what's really giving me the edge here. And I know I talked to Baime a little because I, I like the story and I thought maybe and maybe young upstarts possibly potentially catch people off guard, a little SKT-esque. Uh, but, you know, I didn't fully drink the Kool-Aid. I'm not on that alien alien ship headed off into uh, whatever the Scientologists call space. Mm-hmm. So I have a flash of wolves. At minus 250. See, I think that's where the line should be. However, I am aware that there is always a bias against Taiwan because more people who are gambling on a site like Unicorn are going to be like you and forget that Taiwan is a power region until it's too late. So I had the line at Flash Wolves minus 180. It is Flash Wolves minus 185. So I get the point on that one. And... I think that there's value there for people who are not as obsessive as we are about betting underdogs, which, for the record, worked out well for you if you did it yesterday. Four of the six underdogs ended up winning if you look at day one's line. So certainly there's something to be said about taking the underdogs. Ime is at plus 140. I don't think that's quite high enough to take a risk on a Chinese team when we saw that EDG, the sister team that they were more than likely scrimming with, looked... As weak as they did, this is a concern to me. Yeah. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I I think the one thing to me that really makes Flash Wolves a team that I would consider betting on, even at that line, Uh is the fact that their weakness is something that I don't see Aimei being able to exploit. Uh, Jinjiao and Road are not a particularly strong bot lane. I don't think Road is particularly good. I think that Jin Zhao has moments, but I think that it's very hard to be a strong AD carry when you have a roaming support that isn't particularly talented. Right. So if you can't pick on NL and Sword Art, if that's not how your team is built, then Karza and Maple, as you said, that synergy is just very strong. So Yeah. I think that that's yeah. where that's going to be. So minus 185, I actually think you're getting value on that. But again, it matters on whether or not you think that you know, betting the underdogs are the way to go because there have already been a lot of upsets. So, you know, who knows? Right now, so many things the worlds are up in the air. We're going to move on to a group that we did see today, TSM versus Samsung Galaxy. I'm going to make you talk about it, Walter. You know you have I'm to. I'm not going to talk about it. Y- give me not, 30 seconds. I'm not talking about TSM. 
The people want to hear your immediate thoughts to that game. My immediate thoughts are no comment. (laughs) And that should tell you way more than anything else I could say in 30 seconds. That, you know what? It was was incredibly disappointing. It goes back to one of the things that I always bring up anytime SKT... TSM. <laughs> it's it's three thirty. It's three thirty in the morning. SKTSM. I like that. SKTSM. That'd be a, that'd be a Anytime fun Anytime that TSM is is playing poorly, why why put Bjergsen on utility stuff? Yeah. Why why I get a long time ago that he was actually really good at Lulu, and I get that Faker was really good at Lulu, and things worked out, but. That Oriana, while it was great early on with Lee Sin, was just not impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, and Biofrost and Double If got just owned, just completely owned. Yeah, Mata, Mata is like call me daddy Double If because holy crap, the butt whooping that he placed on him is just not fair. Yeah. And I know, I know, Monty tweeted out something like Mata is not getting Alistar again. I don't know if you necessarily can sacrifice a ban on red on like red side. Like the next time they play, it's gonna be red side. I don't think you can sacrifice an Alistar ban on red side. So I thought Spence Karen was great. I didn't think the jungle the three jungle bans really harmed him in any way, shape, or form. Um I think it was just really the bot lane and, and Biofrost really looked lost and therefore double lift looked lost. I, I mean, I'll put it this way. Uh, I, I understand you don't want to spend a ban on red side on it, but I don't think you want to play it again either. So I don't think you have much of a choice. I mean, oh, the, oh, yeah. this is one of those things, and, and we'll talk about RNG a little bit more later, but you, you know, to me with TSM, I, I think the biggest concern to me is that you know you have the situation where Svenskaren does very well early, mm-hmm. Bjergsen gets a CS lead, and it's irrelevant. And that is not an acceptable strategy for TSM. You know, yeah. for for a while now they've gotten away with like, look, we could just let the bot lane do their thing, uh, and it's going to be fine uh, against a bot lane like Ruler and Wraith. I imagine that they're going to run into a lot of, you know, not quite the same level of difficulty in the sense that you know RNG has you know Mata who's on a whole nother level when he's playing at his best, and Uzi who is just one of the best mechanical AD carries. If you remove him from the context of the fact that a bot lane's supposed to be a duo of players, right? Um, you know, these are things that you don't necessarily have to worry about with Samsung, right? So I have a little bit more faith that TSM can continue to pull that off. But at the same time, you know, TSM now they have that loss in their minds, and they're playing a Korean team, and we know how good Koreans are at boot camping. You know, ambition looked good. I think you know, as much as it hurts my heart to say that, you know. Ambition looked really good at Worlds. Uh, Crown had a great Victor performance today. That's something that you really don't want to spend a ban on, but you yeah. probably will have to if you're if you're TSM. So the the difference though is that double that Bjergsen is a much 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 better Cassiopeia player. That's than true. Like I, I'm surprised Senkux played Cassiopeia, and this is one of the things that we criticized that them and Unicorns of Love following the Euro- European Regional Finals was that mm-hmm. neither mid laner knew how to play Cassiopeia, which was the weirdest thing. Well, the month that Senkux has spent trying to learn it, he didn't learn the champion very effectively. No. So, 
He, I, he had a couple good roams, but they were they were more misses than hits. They were re, they were more reactionary roams. Yeah. I, I noticed that with a couple of the mid laners, where like they make some good plays, and you're like, oh, that was a fantastic roam. But then it was because their opponent was out of the lane for 30 seconds and showed up bot lane or their top lane. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. We'll see. Um, the yeah. I'm not I'm not scared of the victor. I'm scared of the Nidalee. I think TSM has to ban Nidalee against Ambition. Yeah. Um, with all that said and done, I'm going to give them the exact same odds that they had against uh, a Royal Never Give Up, mm-hmm. which is TSM minus 130. Yeah, and as you can tell by your lovely graphic, uh, we were two peas in a pod on that. <laughs> I also said TSM minus 130. I, I felt like there was no reason to change from what I did yesterday. Uh, it, it's TSM minus 125. So we were both basically on the nose there. That's Samsung at minus 105. And I know that you can't say these words, Walter, so I'll say them for the people at home. I think Samsung at minus 105 is a nice bet. Yep, I would agree. I'm really worried about that bot lane. Double lift looked lost. I, I feel incredibly justified in all the worry that I've had through the team previews, through the... Uh, guest lines yesterday i feel just incredibly justified in the public and private worries that i have communicated to you to other people to our viewing public i'm i'm a tsm fanboy through and through and i'm cheering for them to win worlds at the first icon that i upgraded in the client was tsm mm-hmm. followed by albus Knox luna like yeah i that i i am i am a tsm fanboy through and through but all the praise that was getting piled on top of them just gave me a pit in my stomach that just I can't shake. So, yeah, Which I think means, Samson at minus 105 is really good. Yeah, and obviously, you know, we only saw one game. It's gonna, it's hard, especially because this was the last game that we saw after a remake. So it was like we waited all this time only to see TSM after, you know, making adjustments, getting Svenskare and the lease in. Because they recognized where the enemy's priorities were <laughs> yeah. and took advantage of that, and it still didn't work out. I, I understand the feeling. I think that TSM will be fine, but I also think that Samsung at minus 105. Whenever you can get a Korean as the underdog, <laughs> I feel like you at least have to consider that line. You have to However, however slight it is. Yeah. Look, every point counts, guys. Every point counts. Yeah. Uh, Royal never give up versus Splice. I think you already mentioned your worries about Splice. Mm-hmm. Um, Senkuk's not really looking like the kind of guy that you can trust moving forward. Do you feel better about Royal Never Give Up? Because this was a team that both of us, I think, established very clearly as a team with clear strengths and clear weaknesses. And this was not the team that, you know, it, I think Papa Smithy kept saying it in the... Uh, or, or Spawn, I should say, was saying it throughout the game. It's like, this is not the team that we've watched for an entire split. None this... of this makes any sense. I have no idea what's happening. Royal Never Give Up has just decided to mess with everybody, and that's just where we are. So how it do you was, feel about this version of It RNG? was S- Samson White. Literally <sighs> 15 minutes in the game, I'm going, holy crud. This is, holy crap, this is Samson White. Yeah, and and I I'm gonna probably go back tomorrow morning and and watch some Samson White games from that just to to kind of try and find some sort of patterns, but and, and just see if I'm absolutely crazy or not. But that Mata that was on the field was season four world champion MVP Mata, 
mm-hmm. Looper's TPs were just out of this world great, and the rest of the players around them are either being puppeteer, microed by Mata, or tele- you know, telepathy, I don't know, but they are in the right spot mm-hmm. every single time Mana needs them to be there. Their team fighting is extremely crisp. Their uh, movement across the map is extremely crisp. Their laning phase is still a little suspect, especially Zhaohu in the mid lane. Um, mm. He needs to really play a lot safer and not get caught out on like stupid little roams where he's trying to go get words out. Like, Wait for MLXG. Be like, yo, I need to put a word in this bush. Can you just come back me up? Because that was a couple of the kills that TSM were able to get on Bjergsen and on Desfettenskeren mm-hmm. was just... Zhao who's like, I need to go put this word here. Oh, Leeson's in the bush already. Um, and, and and some were just really, really well synergized outplays by Bjergsen and, and Sven Skaren. I'm thinking of one in particular where Sven has the Ori ball, flashes over the river wall, and then Ori ults, and they just blow him up. It's like, yeah, yeah there's not much you can do about that. Um, but <laughs> yeah, this is... If I had known this royal was going to show up... Ooh. I mean... And no one could have seen this royal show up. I'm going to sound like someone who on Fox News was trying to defend Trump after the debate, but I think that royal showed a lot of restraint. Like, that's the the word that kept popping up in my head. And it's such an interesting thing for them to see, because they're usually see enemy, kill enemy, go for the fights, play the typical Chinese style. And they didn't do that. They, They held it together. And they may, you know, they gave up a lot of objectives. It looked like maybe they were giving up too much, but they picked the fight when they needed to. And that, to me, is a massive step forward and something that we did not see that their counterparts in the EDG pull off at all. So to that end, Walter, where did you put the line? So I have RNG minus 250. It says 260. I promised it was 250. I, I I believe you. I can uh, yeah, I can fix that. RNG in the minus so 250. That, I uh, I said RNG minus 280. It yeah. is RNG minus 370. Which I don't know if we you know we had enough time on Unicorn to react. I don't know if it's just because Splice looked terrible. I, I think both of those things could be in effect. I don't have a lot of faith in Splice. I don't either. But that's. That's a pretty high line. I'll put it this way. Do you take Splice at plus 260? I, I don't. Exactly. But that's something... That's <laughs> yeah. He, look, if you want to talk about high lines that are inexcusable, let's get to the next game. H2K versus INTZ. Uh, INTZ looked really good today. I, I think they were the most impressive yeah. team in Group C, yeah. which makes absolutely no sense. It's ridiculous. It goes beyond any sense of reasoning that I can come up with. Uh, it, is this the world going mad, or is this an actual thing that we should be considering when we look at INTZ moving forward? I think that this could be extremely exploitable against H2K and EDG. Uh, I'm not so sure about AHQ and MMD. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of the Revolta and Yang um, synergy. It was just absolutely fantastic. It was probably the best jungler solo lane synergy out of anyone that played today. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even care. They Those two guys together s- 
pretty much single-handedly carried this team uh, into into a victory against the top three team in the world. Uh, yeah. It was it was it was laid out there in black and white. Everyone knew from the international wildcard tournament that Yang was an amazing NAR player. Mm-hmm. Everyone, and he gets NAR. The the leasing when they first picked it, I was a little like. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but Revolta said, nope, I know what my game plan is. It's get Yang ahead. He got the one gank into the bot lane that got the bot lane that tower and got that gold just off the map. That was an objective. EDG couldn't do anything. They couldn't take it. It was gone. It was completely gone. And that was the lane that EDG had the had the most strength early on was that Nami Ezreal lane with, with Deft, one of the OG Ezreal players. Yeah. Um, he played great. Pawn played great. I think Clearlove had breast reduction surgery or something because <laughs> he was non-existent. He was gone. He was I'm not, sorry to be like crude and no, go he, with that metaphor. No, he was not Kate Upton. Like the Thorin meme that we've seen for forever. Like, I honestly, and this is the thing that I mentioned in the EDG preview that was very dangerous for them, which is that when they play with a passive kind of, of lane, you know, jungler, where they're not doing a lot of ganks, then teams can take advantage of it. And as Kelsey Moser pointed out, and she actually had EDG much lower on her list than other analysts did. Of course, she had TSM higher on her list than some analysts did. So, you know, take that as you will. But, you know, as someone who watches a ton of China, like she recognized that EDG has this problem where they will let enemy teams play around their top lane. And if Clearlove doesn't help out and help get Mouse in a good position they will lose that way. And it's funny because that's the way they beat RNG in the finals. And it was a 3-0. It was incredibly decisive. It's why I spent so much time talking about Mouse and and all the things he does well is because when you give him a bit of a lead, he capitalizes so well. Instead, he was forced to deal with this young Revolta duo that is entirely scary. And you're, you're right in saying that when they play AHQ... I don't know if he's going to be able to deal with Ziv as well as he dealt with mm-hmm. some of these, you know, with Mouse or it, like he might deal with Oduamne. Mm-hmm. But tomorrow he's dealing with Oduamne. And I don't, you know, I, I don't think that Oduamne handled the top lane pressure that AHQ put on them today very well. I don't see that suddenly getting better overnight. So, And, and Yonkos, Yonkos did not have very many effective ganks in the top no. lane and he focused a lot of his attention on the bot lane yep. and they still couldn't get a tower like that tower sat there forever and i think it might be a little bit more exploitable with intz just because um because the the bot lane uh, yeah. of, of mike miko and and yeah jockstar is just not as good as uh as on and elvis mm-hmm. which is fine but um We'll we'll see. I, Revolta's pressure was just really, really incredible to watch. Yeah, and it, uh, I'm I I don't know. Do you, do you ban like what was the problem? Was it the NAR? Was it the Lee Sin? And those two bans are not very like efficient bans at all. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. It, it's going to be definitely interesting, and I look forward to seeing. You know, H2K is obviously going to try to put all their energy into Forgiven and let him mm-hmm. hard carry against Macau. I don't think yeah. that works very well against EDG or AHQ. We found today on, like I said, I think he was the better AD carry of the two in that game, just in terms of the decisions that the he made second, and the way that he The second they locked Jinx. The second they locked Jinx, I'm like, I'm having nightmares from it, last year. It was so great as someone who loves <sighs> Taiwan and who loves 
seeing Ans Jinx, it's like, here we go again. Like, if anyone can pull it yep. off, it's him. Here and he did. Go. And and now we're at this point. So so with all that, Walter, into account, where did you put the H2K line? I still have H2K as favorites because mm-hmm. I don't want to overreact and I don't think the casinos are going to overreact. No, so I have will not. H2K at minus 185. Yeah, you see, you were worried about the casinos overreacting. I can assure you they did not. I had H2K minus 240. H2K minus 455. Thanks for free unicorns on INTZ. Yeah, INTZ plus 300. Yep. That is some insane value. Um, Thanks for free unicorns. I will. I will take that bet. Nine days till Sunday, and you can check that out on my show. It'll yeah, be on YouTube tomorrow. Yeah, you have uh, your own gambling show now. Or which, later, later today, actually. Yeah, you, you'll plug it. Uh, we'll plug it at the end of this <laughs> pod. But it was actually quite fun, even if it ended horribly for you today. It was. I mean, even then, it shot in Freudatastic for me. So, I I think it's a great watch, and that people should definitely Wonderful. tune in. Wonderful. Let, Let's wrap up this last game real quick. Uh, EDG versus HQ. I think we've said everything we need to say about EDG and their strengths and weaknesses. Was there anything about AHQ outside of, of On and, and Albus and how that bot lane played that really stood out to you as something you're looking forward to watching going forward? I learned that Malzahar is the one meta champion that uh, Westor can actually play from Obscurica. So that was nice. Um, yes, his Westor, his Malzar is nice, and um, yeah, he's terrible in laning phase, which we all knew, and just reconfirmed everything. Yep, Westor is absolutely horrendous in laning phase. Um, I don't know if EDG plays Pawn, mm-hmm. Westor will not get away with it at all. I agree. And Pawn almost solo carried that the game against INTZ. Mm-hmm. He almost solo carried them to victory. If Pawn plays again and plays something like a Vladimir or a Cassie where he gets to scale for free into Westor, no bueno. No bueno, Westor. No bueno. So Cause be for very concern. Worried. I mean, the Twisted Fate ban is something that we're going to see everyone do against him because that's the one thing that gets around this. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, I think On and Albus can battle that bot lane the way they were playing today. At the very least, keep it even. Mm-hmm. So then it comes down to, is Clear Love going to give Mouse the help that he needs? Or is he going to let Ziv and Mountain just have free reign? And I'm not a particular fan of Mountain. I think Obscurica called him boosted somewhere between 1 <laughs> and 15 times just on Twitter alone. I can only imagine what it was like in the Discord call. I, apparently he wrote an article about Mountain being boosted at some point. He did. He, like, so yeah, um, it's, no, he was he was pretty like the entire time. He was he, it was a it was a back and forth affair. That when they finally won those last couple of team fights, he was, he was definitely cheering louder than any anyone. Look, it, it's one of those things where if Clear Love is Clear Love, then we'll be fine. But if Clear Love plays the way to today, then suddenly there's room for AHQ to come in. So Walter, all of that being said. Where did you put our last line of the night? I still have EDG at minus 333, just because their odds at the beginning were so incredibly high that this still feels like it's coming down quite a bit. Uh, Don't worry, it didn't come down at all. I had EDG minus 400, so I'm going to get this one because it's EDG minus 500. Perfect, more free unicorns. Yeah, so that's AHQ plus 325. And I, I don't, 
I, I would say that I still think EDG is going to win this game. I don't see them starting the group 0-2. Mm-hmm. I think INTZ can very much be a wake-up call. Yeah. But on the other hand, plus 325, that is such great value. Yep. And I can't imagine... Like, this has got to happen at least 25% of the time, right? Like, it's it's certainly seems yeah. like something that, that is well within the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately for you, this means that I got five of the six games this week. You got two. Obviously, we tied on TSM. So I now have a three-point lead overall in our challenge. It's eight to five. We still haven't come up with a good prize for this yet. We have moved away from the idea of a Twitter profile picture. So if you have an idea, you should definitely comment on any of the wonderful places you have of getting a hold of us. Uh, this YouTube video, which hopefully you're watching, if you search Rough Drafts Podcast, that's where you can get this as well as all the other video content Walter does. Uh, if you like the audio-only version, soundcloud.com slash esportsroughdrafts. Or on iTunes, you can do the podcast section there. Uh, we love when you guys leave reviews or leave comments. We read every single one. Yep. Uh, you can also, of course, reach us at our personal social medias. Uh, I'm at RedShirtKing. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? You guys can find me a little while later today on C80's Cashes In, where hopefully I'll just lose some more unicorns. <laughs> because, yep, we figured out that, nope, I am cursed with bad luck, apparently. And you can also find me on Twitter at C80's underscore LOL trying to deal with the copious amounts of damage that Worlds is going to cause to my liver because I'm actually gambling on it. So Yeah, yeah. no. I will say the C80's cash is in. That is on the YouTube channel again. Search Rough Drafts Podcast. It is a fun watch. Uh, I really liked all of your reasoning. I still think uh, you were a little bit too... Uh, afraid to go in on TSM, but given another day went, maybe I'm the crazy one. So I think you're. Yep, I think you're insane. Who knows? I I Hint, think the world's I'll be gambling gone, on Samsung. INTZ I'll be is tied for first place. In, I can see INTZ getting out of this group. Everything I is insane. Too. And you know I what? If you want to continue following all of the madness live uh, at Rough Drafts Pod, that is where we do our live tweeting. I live tweeted throughout all of the games. I think Walter. Uh, needed some time to himself after a couple of those tough losses, but he put out some of the best gems of the night. So definitely do follow that. If you enjoy live tweeting, you'll also get all of our podcast news there. I think that's a show. I think come back tomorrow. Uh, we're going to put these up at 11 a.m. Eastern time. That's 8 a.m. Pacific time for you West Coast fans. Uh, that gives you a little bit of time to to listen in and enjoy this before uh, the next set of games comes in. We're going to try to keep them a little bit shorter than our usual episodes, so hopefully you guys enjoy that. Please do give us feedback. We love hearing from you. And until next time, goodbye, Internet.